Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Joining, hey, we've got a very special show for you guys today because we got some bonus content dropping this week. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts. Uh, joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I never let a bit die, baby. <laughs> yeah, about that life. Uh, this is Kyle, and um, I cannot believe we're recording twice in one week. Usually, we cannot no. even record once uh, every week. Uh, but I am happy to say we have with us, this is the whole reason we're mm-hmm. recording twice in one week. We've got a special guest, uh, Creepy Jason, artist, tattooer, uh, reality TV star. Uh, uh, we'll go with Inc- that. Yeah. Inc- <laughs> Inc- Master, two-time Ink Master finalist, uh, yeah. gamesman. You might even say, I don't know, just like, jack yeah, of all trades. We got creepy, yeah. creepy Jason here. To I talk got my Star fingers on all kinds of things. Welcome, <laughs> sir. Welcome to the yeah. show. This is a family show, so <laughs> is it? We're glad. We're glad to have not, you. Not usually we're glad to have you, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Oh yeah, I, I love talking Star Wars. So I'll, yeah, I'll this was like um, whatever you want. I, I I took a shot. You know, I saw you were. I've been following you on social media for a little while. Um, I saw you were posting about Andor. We were also loving Andor. Uh, so I just sent you an email and said, "Hey, do you want to come talk about Star Wars?" And yeah, I you called me back. I never I never expected it. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent. If I'm tattooing someone, I always like try to like sneak in a little Star Wars conversation. And if they're yeah. not it i usually make it a more painful tattoo yeah <laughs> going a little deeper uh yeah. do you do a lot of star wars tattoos do you get the opportunity to um put I don't, that on I don't people a, permanently i don't do a lot of them but i do enough of them and i never say no to them when anybody yeah. approaches me with a star wars like somebody just booked with me um a, a vader where the the mask is busted open and anakin's mm. face from kenobi yeah so, like he wants that Very tattoo cool. on him. i was like fuck yeah i will all about it. that Nice. Your book's open right now? Uh, they kind of are. Yeah, they're like in a soft <laughs> close. Oh, so okay. if you want to stick a Star Wars tat in there, I'll, I'll definitely sneak you in. Uh, say less. I'll, I'll almost. I'll get almost <laughs> any tattoo, especially Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, now, where, so, where are you out of, Jason? Uh, I'm in Maryland. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Crab cakes and football, baby. Uh, well, more crab cakes. And football. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say more yeah, crab cakes and football, yeah. but yeah. Um. Right. So. What is, how, how are you like a lifelong Star Wars fan? How did you how did you come into Star Wars? Yeah, I would say I'm literally lifelong. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Return of the Jedi in theaters with my dad when I was a kid back in the '80s, and Star Wars is probably the first of my movie obsessions. I'm a huge movie buff, yeah. and it probably began with Star Wars. Like I remember it being the first thing I fucking loved as a kid. Very cool. Yeah, I, uh, I same for me. I know uh, watching Star Wars with my dad when I was whatever three, four, or five years old is some of the earliest memories I have with him, and definitely one of the earliest movie memories I have. And you know, I still watch those movies today. Oh yeah, the, the original trilogy is is holy to me. Like I will, I absolutely love it. You know, the prequel trilogy not so much, but whatever. 
it it has its high points. You know, I like to watch uh, Obi Wan and Anakin hacking each other up in the lava. Right? That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah watch, a, again, a like lightsaber battle. He doesn't like dead kids, right? Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> but there's only so many uh, ways you can watch it, and um, you know, watch it over and over and over, and not feel super guilty about it, right? Right, right. Yeah, I still love it. I love any Star Wars, really. So I'm not gonna. Well, uh, maybe not the Mandalorian, but <laughs> that's a that's a controversial opinion. People love the Mandalorian, apparently, or they hate it. it. I know, man. I've I've had I've had people fight me over this because they're they're talking, oh, you'll love the way it ends in season two, and I'm like, just tell me how it ends, and they spoil it. For me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would probably like to see that, like, but I'm not gonna dedicate the time to watch it because it was just awful to me when I saw Bill Burr in there with like these velcroed like pistol like blaster things on his chest and it was like the character was horrible he and that whole episode guns. had clancy brown in it and i fucking love clancy brown in anything and he was bad in it the twilight <laughs> was bad in it i was like oh this is so cringy i was like i was like, oh, that was the last episode i watched i couldn't I do it say, I, I had a couple complaints with that specific episode too actually you don't but like stormtroopers from space boston I hate it. I love the fact that Star Wars is like inclusive with celebrities. Like, the fact that celebrities want to get into it, they want to be a character, that's fucking cool. Ryan I like Posehn right there in the first episode, right in the beginning. Who? Brian Posehn. He was like a taxi driver. He's a, a comedian. He was a longtime Star Wars fan. And then oh. uh, Horatio Sands, too, was uh, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Terry Meathrall, the blue guy. Yeah, right. yeah. Cool. I like it. I don't mind Bill Burr being in it. The character was just horrible. So mm. <laughs> you're not jealous of his yeah. like uh, shoot off his back weird gun thing that uh, <laughs> I don't know. I absolutely hated it. I was so I was so pissed. I mean, would it have been a different take if it was like Jason Statham in that role? Like, oh, the bald guy with started. guns all over him. Like, would it have made a difference? And you would have been like, all right, okay, I can get behind this guy now. Jason Statham is like a trashier British version of Bruce Willis. That's really what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he was full and snap. I, I was see about it. it. Uh, British I always thought he was like he's like low rent Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, low uh, rent Jean Claude. Wow. wow. I, yeah. I'm not, yeah, not even. No, he does not even. <laughs> he was even not even the same tier as Jean Claude Van. Damme. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I I think the reason I say that over Bruce Willis is because you got to account for Jason Statham's like karate stuff, right? Like there's <laughs> there's none none of that in Bruce Willis's catalog. So you got to make him like a, a Kirkland brand version of someone who does martial arts. <laughs> he ain't got no karate stuff going on. That motherfucker has zero karate stuff. <laughs> He, well, he definitely doesn't have a romantic comedy background that Bruce Willis does. Oh, you're talking about Dallas? Yeah, he didn't do the, <laughs> the daytime soaps. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I do not like Jason Statham either. I'm very bitter is, about This is awesome because, like, this is totally different takes on things that we're normally talking about. Yeah, we're, we're a huge Jason Statham podcast. Well, yeah, what? I meant the Mandalorian, but first mention of Jason Statham but no, it's the one thing we talk about all the time is like, you know, people have different opinions on all kinds of things, Star Wars, and it's everybody's entitled to what they want to think and what they want to feel about Star Wars. So it's great to get a different sense of a, a different opinion on some of these things. As well, there's far people as that hate everything, you like that's for sure. Like. Well, that's true too. I mean, there's some yeah, that's like the only... current fan base is you know yeah. they hate everything. Uh, only yeah. like original trilogy. Well, speaking of hating <laughs> yeah, stuff, right. did you uh, did you watch the um, 
the sequel trilogy, all three in the theaters. Did you catch all uh, those? Dude, I've seen every Star Wars movie. Even when they did the re-releases, I saw those in theater as well. Excellent. So, oh, yeah. So, and I, and I did. I, I like the sequel trilogy. I didn't like the middle movie. I'll be honest with you here. The middle movie it, it put uh, Ryan Johnson on my I Wish You Were Dead list. Oh, I wow. fucking hated it. Yeah. I was so, but then the we wouldn't have movie. Knives Out. I love the night. Knives Out was great. I haven't seen the new one yet, but I, I probably love that too. That's really Daniel Craig just steals it. That guy's fucking gold in everything he does. Doesn't <laughs> no, matter no. who the director is. Vaguely Southern Louisiana accent ish. It something. works. Yeah, it, sure it works. Does. Yeah, yeah, I don't he's, know. He's charismatic. He yeah, is. but the uh, yeah. the Last Jedi. I, it's the only Star Wars movie I ever watched once and never watched again. That was my favorite one of the sequel trilogy. You know? no and I, yeah, I really liked it. I liked oh, it. I know. Man. There's plenty of people that react the same way you just did when I say that too. Oh, <laughs> I enjoyed I it. Hated it dude. Like, I, I just felt like Captain Phasma and Snoke had way more potential than what they got in that movie. I like seeing him get chopped right in half. No, like a chump. He dies like a fucking chump, dude. It was, it. it was sad. Yeah. Yeah, we have more potential than I, I really thought it was Anakin the whole time too. And that's one of my like fan theories is Snoke was Anakin the whole fucking time. Hmm. I've not heard that. I've one. not heard that one. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either. That, he did have some facial scarring. They have Would you like me to elaborate sure. on this? Sure, sure please. Go yeah, yeah. down the wormhole, man. Okay, cool. So there was rumors that uh, Hayden was going to come back to reprise his role as Anakin, and he was going to like shift between the light and the dark as a force ghost. Sometimes he would look Anakin-y, sometimes he would look Vader-y, but he was still dead as a ghost. They scrapped that whole fucking thing, and they substituted the melted helmet, and that's what Kylo was talking to. So I'm thinking, why would they scrap that? That's a cool idea to have a force ghost of Anakin in there. Oh, he could have been speaking he's, to like the he's force. Still alive. Yeah. He's not dead. So he reanimated himself, which is what you see Palpatine do in the third movie. It's like a perversion oh, of the dark whole magic. Yeah. force ghost thing. The dark side doesn't force ghost, they force zombie themselves. They they kind of reanimate their dead bodies back to life, so to speak, as a perversion of what the, the light force does. So uh, the whole time I'm thinking, fuck it, Snoke is Anakin for sure. And that's a great way to really tie the three trilogies together because it's Anakin's story. The The first one's Anakin's story. The second one, kind of the Anakin story. And then the third one, like, let's sum it up with that. And then they kill Snoke off. So there goes the whole Anakin to Snoke thing, which kind of sucks because it would have been pretty cool if it ended up being him. Uh, but then I guess J.J. Abrams recovered it with bringing Palpatine back in the third movie. Yeah, we had quite a, quite a few issues with the uh, sequel trilogy ourselves. Uh, it was all I definitely, I definitely went. Well, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the that's, real that's the main problem. Of, yeah, it's not they, cohesive. It could have been any story, and it was it was three different stories, and it just it never really ended up working yeah. together very well. Yeah, I think JJ had a plan for all three movies. And Ryan Johnson comes in, and is like, "Hey, cool plan, but fuck this, I'm going to do what I want to do." And then JJ comes back to kind of fix the trilogy, working around that second movie, and then Carrie Fisher's death as well. Yeah, the the fact that he came out of it actually making a decent movie is like mind blowing because he had a lot of bullshit to work around. We've never been able to understand Mm -hmm. why they 
put them in that situation to begin with? Why would you have a whole creative team, a whole different creative team for the second installment, not have a, you know, any kind of start to finish outline? They should have had it mapped out from the start. Yeah, we'll Uh, get Kathleen Kennedy on here and let's ask her that. Where is she? Phone her up right now. Because that, that's where I'm pointing the finger right you now. You know, we've we've called her on air so many times <laughs> that she stopped taking our calls is the problem there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Otherwise, for, we would. For, well, and boy stuff with her. It's, you know, I, I didn't really like the, I, uh, my least favorite is the third one because I feel like there's just it's so true. much stuff kind of like crammed into it. And I, I, after I read that leaked script of what Colin Trevorrow was going to do, it was like this what he was going to some of the stuff that he was going to do was going to make things that I didn't like in the last Jedi make a shit ton more sense and make a more complete picture. And it's just, it was just so bittersweet to see, Oh, like if they would have done what they originally planned, it would have made more sense as a whole. I mean, it still would have been disjointed, but, but you know, and we didn't, wouldn't have JJ coming in and trying to play cleanup. Um, you know, because that's what he had to do. Like it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why the whole thing, it does feel disjointed. It's because it's, it's two different visions crammed into one trilogy. Well, and if you if you know uh, if you're a Lost fan, you know that uh, putting the exclamation point on the end of the story is not J.J. Abrams' strong point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, right. I don't yeah. know that we should have relied on him to clean it all up there at the end of the day. Unfortunately, yeah, we've all made mistakes in the past, man. We've all been there, you know. Like that, he learned uh, from the Lost years. He's a and- wealthy white man. He gets to try again and again. Yeah, he'll get another right. shot. He'll be okay. Get to fail upwardly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you did, uh, you did like Andor, right? That was one that I think we didn't hear at least anybody in our circle have any complaints with that show, right? You guys didn't, did you? No, no yeah. I thought Andor yeah. was Andor was like a pressure cooker, dude. Like every episode just literally got better and better and better. And like once Stellan Skarsgård had a bigger role in it, and then uh, they Forrest Whitaker back. He? Dude, there was it was so fucking good, man. Those those last two episodes were probably some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Uh, I agree. It was so I, well. First of all, if we're smashing fascists in the face with uh, dead body bricks, all, like that's just checking so <laughs> many boxes for me right off of the bat. Like, how so can that epic, not be dude. fun? Yeah, it was it so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I a little a little square, like kind of past his prime droid i felt bad for it it was like my oh, own dog mm-hmm. was dying i'd uh uh i mean Dude. they really pulled something off there if you can if you can care about a a fake droid um because he's getting kicked over and abused by the by the bad guys then i, I think they really achieved something there that was such right, a yeah. show when he's like, when he says, "I don't want to be alone," I was like, "Oh my god, this, yeah, like, I'm god, this poor right now. guy!" I relate to this story so much. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's so sad. Oh man! Well, wow. it, you know, and that show did exactly what one of the things that I thought was really important to do was it made me care about Cassian because I, I mean, we weren't doing the podcast yet in 2016 when that movie came out, but but I remember telling you guys like. I really liked Rogue One, but out of all those characters, like Cassian was the one Why I gave a show about the him? least. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. So mm-hmm. when they announced this show, I was like, okay, nah, yeah. Well, I hope I hope K two S O is in it because he's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That second oh, season, but, baby. But no, this is great. I no, I really care about the about yeah. him as a character now, and it definitely flipped the script. So you know, and I wonder if that exact sentiment like actually served the 
the show pretty well. You know, when expectations are low, um, it's way easier for people to be excited about it. I think, you know, sometimes star Wars people are so hyped up and they have such specific expectations for things that they're inevitably let down, you know? And I think with this show with Andor, people didn't have quite as many expectations. It could have gone anywhere. Which is weird because that was probably everybody's thought with rogue one. And that, mm-hmm. oh, how good could this be? You know? And then it comes out. And, and it's, it's a like, banger. Rogue yeah. One's fucking amazing, man. Like, yeah. it rivals Empire for being my favorite Star Wars movie. And it's, it's the one of the Star Wars-y of all the Star Wars movies. It's mm-hmm. one of the best things that Disney's put out since they bought it, I would say. Probably the best movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I still, I, I still want to know what's up with Cassian's sister, though. We were talking about her. We're searching for her. Uh, she was in all the flashbacks, and then uh, you know we never, we never find her. Do we think she's going to show oh, up I in guess season that's... two? Is that is that still oh, uh, is that still yeah. on the table, or are we just like we don't care about her anymore? I'm going to say right now, she shows up in season two. She dies in the fourth episode. Done. Oof. That's it. She's got to go at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, first, she's going to make folks. it. Yeah. Well, you know, people be dying in Star Wars. That's part of the thing. They got to kill them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do hope well, if you see the body. Yeah. If you don't see the body, it's they're probably still alive. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Mace Windu. Oh man. <laughs> I'm not a big Mace Windu fan. I think uh, he's, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. I've said it before. He's rude. He's got no manners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, the Jedi are kind of rude in general. They're like sort of like space fascists almost. <laughs> They're very unwavering. That's for yeah. sure. They yeah. uh, they see things in a black and white sort of way. But you're Literally. right. He's another one. He yeah. He definitely <laughs> did fall out of a window. Like why? Why does that kill a Jedi? They jump off it of don't. like yeah. See, they jump off cliffs and things. He can jump He's out of out. a window. I mean, if fucking Darth Maul can survive literally being cut in half, Mace Windu can survive being pushed out of fucking window by an old guy. Mm-hmm. We're just biding his time. I mean, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> 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 oh, that would man, be I, that would be cool. I you know I don't know if they'll ever run with it. I feel like Sam Jackson has said that he's open to coming back. So I mean, it'd be cool I, if they if they if they if they wrote the reasoning right. I'm down. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't even care if they write it right. I would just watch the whole <laughs> fucking show. Want to see him swinging a purple lightsaber? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah that's the thing. Even even if the reason he's back is wonky, it'll still be entertaining to see. But yeah. I, you know, I want my Star Wars writing to be at least you know semi coherent. You, you don't yeah. want better the dark than Mandalorian cloning reason that he came back. Right, <laughs> dark hey, science. That's that those are secrets only the Sith knew. Oh, that's sir. right. That's right. <laughs> true. True. Uh, so big Star Wars fan. Who's your? Let me ask this question: Who's your favorite Star Wars character? What's the and what's the reason why? Oh wow, dude! I never even thought about that. It's clearly not Boba Fett. It's definitely not Boba. Fett. Not a big Boba Fett guy. Like, not Boba. Fett. Yeah, not. I'm not. Um, I don't know, man. Who my favorite character would be? Oh fuck, dude! You can do a top three if you need to. Yeah, I'll fine. give you that. I'm going to be like my top three favorite characters. And this isn't because they're like really good characters. It's because I just liked them on screen. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren is up there. Cause I thought he had 
really good potential. I mean, he froze a fucking blaster bolt in midair. That was sick. Which yeah. was mm-hmm. fucking badass. And like, like that's like the opening scene for that mm-hmm. trilogy. And it's like, shit, this dude's going to wreck things. And then, We got a great introduction he does to him. Yeah, yeah but, but that was about it. That was the only... He kind of redeems himself in the end there, but uh, not much. Adam uh, Driver's great, though. He mm-hmm. is. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. Um, other greats? I don't know, man. Dude, probably Jabba. I, mean, I love Jabba. Just as a kid. Nice. Living the life. Return, Return of the Jabba Jedi, the dude. The whole Jabba's palace scene was so awesome to me. I loved it. I wanted the Jabba playset when I was a kid. I never got it. I always felt gypped because of that. Um, it's always next Christmas. I know. I had a friend who had it when he was a kid, and I was scared of his house and play with us. Like, I wished I was that kid. <laughs> um, and then, um, uh, dang, man, I don't even know, dude. Maybe Mace Windu, because he's such a badass. He's just, it's Sam Jackson. I don't know. I mean, no, Sam so, Jackson as a, as a Jedi, it's hard to deny that that is cool. Yeah, oh, he's a badass. Kind of, you know? I think yeah. Darth Maul. Darth Maul was probably one of my favorite Darth characters. Darth Maul is very dope. Yeah. But he, gets, he goes out like in, he gets, what, 10 minutes of screen time? And, See, that's, and, like, why you, that's why you got to get on this animation. You got to watch Clone, the Clone, the Clone yeah. Wars. Oh, I know. Clone I just, War. Rebels, he's all over it. Robot spider legs. I'm definitely down with it. It's super cool looking, <laughs> you know. But, you know, like he was, they, they built his character up so much when Phantom Menace was coming out and then he dies at the end of it like what the fuck are you doing dude like this guy had way more potential than to be a minor bad guy in one movie mm-hmm. well that you know that's why they mm-hmm. that's that's why um, Snoke got cut in half it was uh, it was an homage to Darth Maul getting cut in half in that was a, not an homage yeah, that yeah. was not an homage <laughs> <laughs> that was bad writing is what that was <laughs> That was like call, we don't know what to do with the snow guy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like all three trilogies have a look at this cool character that we didn't do anything with. You got Maul, you got Boba Fett, you yeah. got Captain Phasma. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the unsung yeah. characters here, man. Yeah. Added way cool more outfit. Video. I mean, really, yeah. they didn't use Bulio at all, except for like three seconds. <laughs> well, he got he got his head cut off. So <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't see the rest of the body. Well, it's. I think <laughs> when the head is back, detached get from a metal it, head? Right? I don't you don't know about that alien. <laughs> um, so, Jason, do you uh, do you have any kind of both? Uh, all three of us, we well, you can kind of see behind me. Uh, have a bit of a Star Wars collection as well. Um, figures, artwork, uh, apparel. I see you got a Star Wars T-shirt oh, yeah. on. Do my, you my do you have a Star Wars T-shirt? Do you have any Star Wars stuff around your house? You got any? Um, I I have a life size a life size Han Solo and Carbonite. Do any of you guys have a life size prop replica Han Solo and Carbonite? Wow, I had no idea and (laughs) really teed you up for that, huh? (laughs) We do not have one of those. (laughs) And it was like wasn't even a drunk buy. I like woke up one morning and it was clickbait, and I was like, oh fuck, man, it's only three thousand dollars. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I'm buying that bitch, dude. So, and wow. it just sits in my office at my shop now. It doesn't even fucking just collects dust. <laughs> oh, you have it at the tattoo shop. It's not even in yeah, your yeah. personal yeah, home. Well, I, you probably spend just as much time there. I spend more time there in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as far as like merch goes, I got a couple statues, like, uh, but not much as far as vintage figs and everything go. I never really got yeah. into collecting because it's just 
it's it's too obsessive and I would spend too much money on it. Well, for, well, says the guy who bought a $3,000 prop replica. <laughs> yeah, uh, one, well, one giant expensive <laughs> thing. I collecting <laughs> fun into one thing, one big thing, and that was it. Three grand could have got him 10 Black Series, you know? Yeah, so. no yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, those the things are, they are pricey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, talk, we talk shit about Hasbro almost every week for that. Uh, well, well, now I now I really need to get on your books for a tattoo to come see the life size Han and Carbonite. Uh, yeah. Probably probably hard to sneak out, so you don't have to worry yeah, about it's big. there, I, I guess. But I didn't anticipate when I said life size. I really did not calculate like how big life size. It's fucking huge. It's like six and a half feet tall by like four feet wide. It's cool. It's got lights on the side of it too. It doesn't hover. That's unfortunate. Well, dang. <laughs> Next year's model will, and you'll have to upgrade. Right, yeah. That one's six grand though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a little yeah. out of my price range. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. It's awesome. I think the, I think my band's trying to swing through Baltimore uh, on our summer tour. Maybe I'll see if I can cross the streams. Dude, come on up, man. I mean, don't cross. Are you to, uh, well, it depends if the stay puff marshmallow man, like then yeah. that's like the one time you have to, uh, <laughs> right. how close are you to actual Baltimore? Are you, are you like close to downtown? Are you out in the sticks? I'm out in the sticks. I'm about a half an hour North in the sticks. Okay. That's not so far. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll come watch Josh play some, uh, uh, music and then we'll, you, you said discounted tattoos, right? I thought I heard you say that. And then we'll come get some <laughs> discounted oh. tattoos. At the, oh, you don't even get a joke. Uh, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm doing Star Wars tats, they're always at a discount. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, you you also heard that here first, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, bind, yeah. That's I'm, as good as a binding contract. That is a binding contract. Yeah, that's a, I love doing any kind of like nerd culture shit, man. I will always do it at a discount. Have you done any like strange Star Wars tattoos or like really like weird pieces for Star Wars at all or no? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. Usually it's all pretty cut and dry, mm-hmm. like color, realism, portraity stuff. Um, I did do a cool uh, Japanese, like a traditional Japanese style, Vader and Luke fighting each other. So it looked like there were oh, like cool. old timey Japanese. Um, that's probably like the weirdest one that I did that was a little more creative than just color portraits. That's cool though. Nice. What's, yeah, we've uh, been to uh, Star Wars Celebration a few times, and there's always a, a tattoo area there. Of and sometimes there's people that it seems like they specialize in either li- licensed or even Star Wars specific tattoos. They have whole portfolios of of that stuff. Like they right. I know, like one guy. He he is. Uh, he claims to be the licensed Star Wars tattoo guy. But I don't licensed know what's by who though. I mean, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you, can, write any, you can write anything on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. How long? Uh, how long have you been at it? How long have you uh, been tattooing? Uh, Eighteen years. Wow! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, haven't fired me yet. Veteran. Yep. Time. What? Uh, what got you into it? Uh, just getting tattooed when I was a teenager and wanting to get into art. Something comic books is where I was heading to. Uh, but those guys don't get laid. Tattoo artists get laid. So that was a, a <laughs> easy decision to make. <laughs> a clear definitive line right there. Uh, are you still, are you still into comics? Uh, not as much as I used to be, man. I, I, right now, pretty much all my comic interest just goes into the MCU and what's left mm. of the DC movies. 
Well, they they keep trying with those things, don't they? Yeah, they do. Hiring <laughs> new people and starting over and whatever. Again, I I have faith in James Gunn. I feel like he might he might uh, surprise some people here. Let's I see. have complete faith in him. I mean, what yeah. he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a quarter bin comic, he turned that into something amazing. That's probably the best MCU movie out is the first Guardians movie. So if he can do that with that, and then what he did with Suicide Squad was amazing too. So yeah, please. Let him handle all of it. Yeah, I've been a longtime Marvel fan, like a Marvel comic fan even, and it's it's crazy to me that the Guardians of the Galaxy are like a household name right now. Like yes. People who have never read a comic book know what the Guardians of the Galaxy are. They were not C-tier. They were nothing. Nobody's ever heard nothing. of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Most comic yeah, books. But you're right. It's a, read a Guardians comic. That's right. <laughs> They're so bad. Uh, but it was a great movie. And he, uh, well, Chris Pratt, like, we'd watch him do almost anything, wouldn't we? Watch him read the phone book. Right, yeah, yeah. He's so dreamy. <laughs> it's also Chris Pratt before he started to get real publicly Jesus-y, and people started to go, okay. You know, so he, he, he had a little less stank on him than he does now. People, <laughs> right. Dude, you know he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? Yeah. Like, that's wild. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know. How yeah, kicked his coverage there? Well, I, well, how would they even like? Where would they even be in in a room together? How did those two people even like church? What? Yeah, oh, I think geez. I actually think it is church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, woof. Maybe it was Match the uh, Arnold something. Fitness Classic. Maybe they were just walking. Oh yeah, they met in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe that's where it was. I Maybe there's like a celebrity Tinder. Oh, that we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows yeah. about. Yeah, N- normies don't know about it. No, it's like some weird Scientology shit. Never get a match on there. Sounds expensive already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't afford those dates on Tinder. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Um. So I was doing a little bit of research. I started looking through your Instagram stuff. The one thing I, I've got a question because the one thing that I I noticed that you do in uh, your tattoo. They did meet at church. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just googled it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, one of the things that you do, you do um, uh, nipple reconstruction tattoos for cancer survivors. Yes. Um, I think that is super cool that you do that. Just speaking from a personal experience, my mom had a double mastectomy when I was in high school. Um, so I think that is that's super cool that you do that. But my question is, when did you get into that, and when did you start doing that, and then? How can people maybe hook up with you to get that oh. done? Yeah, that's actually cool. Um, I had a client of mine, a guy, uh, tattooed for years, and he told me that his wife had mastectomy and she wanted to get the reconstruction done for her nipples, like have me tattoo them in. And I passed on it. And I was like, I don't know, man, that's like a weird, it's very personal, it's too personal, and I've never done it before. Like, I don't want to be responsible if I fuck that up to, to make a bad nipple. So she went and had somebody else do it, and then she came in and showed it to me, and it was a pink oval on her breast. And I was like, oh, my God, I know I could have done better than this. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm never saying no to this shit ever again. So the next person asked me about it, I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Just give me that chance. And they look like awesome little 3D realistic nipples, and she tried to pay me, and I was like, I don't want any money for this. And, And that was it. So now I like offer it as a, as a free service to any breast cancer survivors, men or women, they get free nipples out of me. Uh, all they got to pay me is a hug and maybe bring me some booze. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> and that's about it. 
That's uh, I that's think that's awesome. well worth it. That's okay, but that's awesome, man. I I I truly appreciate that, that you do really that. Cool. I think that is so cool. So, how many um, nipples would you say you've done now? Ballpark. I've probably done probably a dozen sets. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's really really. And you heard cool. it here, folks. It's free. He does it. Yeah, for it's free. free yeah, for you. absolutely. Bring booze. So, I mean, it's yeah. worth a bottle of booze. You got to say booze, oh, yeah. booze, I mean, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, match totally made in heaven. Tales so. <laughs> tale as old as time, right there. Yeah, um, and you get Great. to know people while they're on your table, right? You get to know people through the tattoo process, and you talk, and and you hear their stories, and that's got to be, uh, it's got to be very, it's enlightening, um, heartwarming. Yeah, it's enlightening, it and heartwarming, and and it feels good hearing these people's stories. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, oh, like man. I like doing it, man. That's that's why I can't take money for it because the I'm changing these people's lives, and to, to see how happy that makes them. That's the payment that I get from it. Like yeah. that makes me happy. And like when, when the husbands come in and the husbands, like I see the look on their face change and they're taking pictures. I'm like, I did it. I did that right nice. there. Like I changed the dynamic of their relationship, you know, and not just her life, but his life as well. And that's fucking, that's cool. That's awesome. It's gotta be a great really feeling. Cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Awesome. I love doing it. That's well, so while cool. we're talking about your uh, pursuits, you're also, uh dystopian nights your your board game is is that out for sale has it been released or is it still is it about to come out is it like a kickstarter project still where where are you at That's, on that kickstarter project gonna be hitting probably in the spring i've got four conventions i want to take it to which show it off a little bit build up the mailing list and then it'll be hitting kickstarter sometime in the spring can you give us like the quick elevator pitch of this game what's it about how's it work it's a two to four player turn-based roll and move uh, RPG. So it kind of plays like trouble or sorry, but instead of just being dumb little plastic pieces, they're miniatures and they have stats and abilities they can use on their arsenal to fight the other pieces while they're fighting uh, like uh, creatures and shit on the board. Yeah. And you gear up, it's all loot based. I try to make a game that plays like Borderlands. If anybody's a Borderlands fan here, Anybody? Oh, please, Borderlands. I've never played For it. For real? No. <laughs> three of you guys never played Borderlands. Okay. Uh, so it's know, a loot-based game. game, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's just run and gun. You just shoot shit, acquire loot, and power up. That's pretty much what my game is like, too. It takes about three hours to play through it. You build up your character. You fight a boss. You get a treasure. You try to get back home with it, but everybody else is trying to fight you at the same time. So it's PvP, PvE heavy, a lot of cards, a lot of dick and fart jokes in it. Doesn't take itself very seriously. Uh, it's a pretty good time. Sounds fun. That's awesome. So, yeah, what, what made you uh, want to? How does this line up with your other interests and abilities? How did this fall into your your world? How did you decide you want to develop a game? Um, how does that go along with your 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 artistic abilities? I guess. Uh, one day I woke up and was like, "Why don't I just make my own board game?" That was it. Like, I love tabletop games, not just old-school-style board games, but mm-hmm. more modern tabletop role-playing games. I uh, love, like, Magic the Gathering and Dungeons & Dragons, which I still play every week. So I was like, I got the abilities as an artist to, to develop this on my own, and I'm not a total fucking dum-dum, so I can develop my own mechanics and balance it all out so it's fun to play and fair. And then I just spent two years developing it. And you did it all yourself? You wrote the story, you, you designed all the it. art, you built the, the whole thing? Yep. The only thing I didn't do was the 3D models for the miniatures because that was way above my pay grade. I outsourced that to some kid, and he did a bang-up job and uh, didn't cost me an arm and a leg 
So now I got little cool minis. Mine would have looked like shit if I would have done them. They're cool. They kind of look like, um, do you remember like the muscle men figures back in the eighties? That's, That's exactly what, they what like. they're supposed to and look like. I, I got to say, I love the <laughs> color scheme, like the neon, the color. It's like a Miami style yes. color scheme to them. Love it. I, I'm Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I love eighties culture. I love eighties pop culture, which is a lot of eighties movie references, a lot of eighties music references in it. And that aesthetic of those, the muscles, man, which I love. Like, that's what I wanted my, my figures to look like was those. I'll probably get sued by the company that owns them in Japan, but whatever. I'll deal with that when it, when it gets here. Well, between 80s references for Justin and dick and fart jokes for Josh, you probably got two backers right here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, look, I'm looking at the Instagram for it right now. This is yeah. sweet. Where uh, so where can people find more information about the game if they want to read up on it? They want to see like maybe some gameplay. Where can they find information on that? Uh, the Instagram uh, is dystopian underscore nights, or you can go to my website creepyjason.com, and there's like a pop up window that'll take you to a page I developed for it, where you can go to the Instagram or to the Kickstarter page, which is in like preview mode, so you can actually just see what the Kickstarter. It's a lot more information than the Instagram. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, this is, uh, I'm going to have to check this out. This looks pretty fun. And that's what the one thing, you know, before you came on, I was commenting on was like, it looks like it's fairly straightforward and easy to play. And it's not like an eight hour long game that you have to continue into. Right. Um, you know, I, I have quite a few tabletop games, mostly centered around Star Wars, but, um, it, they can take a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This <laughs> one takes about three good, hours. It can take a long, long time. So, yeah. um, this looks pretty cool. I'm excited. I, I, the miniatures I just like games that don't take an hour to explain how to play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play, so, the gameplay is one thing, but if it's uh, so complicated to figure out that you need a whole PowerPoint presentation, that's that, that's not it. Yeah, this was no. pretty pretty easy mechanics. A lot of which I repurposed from other games and mashed them together in a way that works for me. But it's still original enough that I can say that I put this together. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're really, I mean, everybody's really just ripping off D and D when it comes down to it, you know, like ultimately, which I rip off D and D, I rip off Talisman and some Magic the Gathering in there as well. Take bits and pieces of what I like and just leave the rest like a salad bar. Did you see they're developing a D and D television show for Amazon? No, I know the movie's coming out, which looks that too. Awesome. Yeah. It does. I'm excited about both of those. You'll have to do some Google search on that. I think it, I think they just uh, greenlit it, and uh, so it's probably a couple years out. But I'm almost positive I saw that. Oh, is it on Amazon? You said? I think so. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons series. Oh snap! Yeah, I'll check it out. We got, cool. Are we gonna talk Rings of Power? You guys into that too? Anybody watch that? I do like? I've watched it. It's good. I yeah. loved it. It was yeah. great. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. It was only one, it's only one trilogy. Oh, <laughs> one of those guys. I'm sorry. I, I I have to no. I have to quote. I have to quote uh, Clerks too. Anytime uh, someone brings up Lord of the Rings, especially uh, if you're bringing yeah, it up yeah. on the Star Wars podcast, right? So, mm-hmm. but now do you I, have um? Do you have like expansion packs already ready for this game? I I got Is like that? four expansions already lined up, okay. ready to to launch the second this funds. Nice. So this, this is just, I did a lot of world, world building with it. So okay. I would love this to be my retirement where I can stop tattooing full time and just sit in a fucking trailer on a beach somewhere and just work on game material. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm behind it. This is That's uh, not a bad end game right there. Yeah. <laughs> behind that. 
Right. Yep. Right. Josh, did you have a question? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> sorry, I thought he, I cut you off, and I was like, "Ah, oh, crap!" I'm sorry. No, sorry. I, uh, I did go say ahead. I. Go, no, you go ahead because I think what you're going to say is probably more relevant to what we were just talking. No, I was about. just going to say the last thing before we wrap up. If if um maybe you would be interested in coming back once Andor comes back on um to talk about one of the episodes with us. Uh, we usually cover that each episode every week as it comes out. Um, oh, hell yeah. Y'all come back anytime you guys want me to, man. Yeah, I'll come back and talk. Because today we're just kind of kind of shooting the shit and seeing what, what you're into. But um, when Andor's back on the air, it'd be fun to come in and see what you think about one of the episodes. Maybe you can come back for the premiere or the finale or something or both. Hell yeah. What's the next Star Wars show coming out? I know. Uh, you don't so want to know. Nothing Nothing you're going to watch. The Mandalorian, <laughs> the Mandalorian comes out Mandalorian. next month. Yeah, they're actually, <laughs> actually, so I think at during the halftime of whatever the uh, wild card game is tonight, they're showing the mm. the last trailer, and yeah, it comes yeah, out on March yeah, 1st. Yeah. And Bad Batch is in like it's on like fourth episode uh, this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I never got into the animated stuff, man. I couldn't do it, dude. It's you just... gotta go back and watch Clone Wars, though. There's some mace stuff uh, in Clone the Clone Wars. Wars. Too long. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I know. It's, I don't know. Like, I just can't get into the animated shit, dude. It's just maybe it's try Rebels. Movie. It's a little. It's a little shorter, and it's um, it's got some really cool stuff in it. Thrawn's mm-hmm. in it. Darth Maul's in it. It's. I think nice. I. You know, maybe it. we give them a the Cliff Notes version. Like, here are the absolute. Here, here are like some of the best episodes. And then that's what can ease you into the rest of it. Because there's, I mean, there's some like, there's definitely some all time greatest Star Wars stories inside of the animated stuff. Like, and, and, uh, fully, like, especially Darth Maul. There's like so much more to Darth Maul that's in the animated show. And, right. um, Oh, uh, I'd like to just stop. Are you, are you anti animation in general? Do you watch any animated shows? Uh, I watch a little bit, like, but it's always like very not. It's like shit, like Big Mouth, you know, yeah, which yeah, I fucking yeah. love. You know, like yeah. really low brow, yeah. just fucking just dumb crude humor. That's it. So, there's, and then like o- old school place anime. for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can we could definitely get you a, a short list of some some bangers that might might um entice you a little more towards the animation. But I think yeah the the we're at, we're bad batch now and then it's it's um mandalorian uh and then what what's next after that okay uh ahsoka and ahsoka. um there's a young jedi knights something coming out which i think might be animated oh is something that the, like um, young jedi knights or skeleton crew no uh, skeleton, skeleton crew got pushed to next year oh, okay next year, yeah. There's a Young Jedi Adventures or something like that. Oh yeah, that's animated. Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> They're hey, going man. on adventures. <laughs> I I thought I thought Clone Wars was going to be lame, and then it was, it wasn't. So good. But chef's kiss. you know, it's uh, we're we're gonna convert you. We're gonna turn you into animated guy. You just. Wait. I know. I need to be. I know. I'm missing like huge chunks of canon here, but I got all the bullet points. I know what happens in it roughly. I just need to sit down and just stop being a dick about it and watch it. Here, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the elevator lot, pitch. So. Here, so here's here's why the animated stuff is is important. Uh, Ahsoka has become one of the most important uh, people in Star Wars, uh, and that's her whole story until this live action show comes out. 
Um, you know how in the prequels, it's like, you know, we have, we see Obi-Wan get Anakin as a child, and then we see them in uh, like we don't see any of their relationship. We see little bits and pieces, but you're made, you're meant to believe, you know, you're, you're led to believe that they're very close. They've been through a lot. Uh, obviously they're, they butt heads, but, um, like it fleshes out their whole relationship. You get to see all of that stuff and all the stuff they've actually been through. And right. then it gives, I think the, the number one reason for watching the clone wars, um, is it humanizes and gives a story to the clones. They're not just like, Cannon fodder. fodder. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff about the clones right. too. So, but you know, you might yeah, you might still not like clones. it. But... They're just clones. Well, it's still like 130 episodes of TV or something crazy. There's yeah, we can, it, we, can so. them, we can give them we can give them a good cliff note. There's some you okay. can weed out. That's yeah. for sure. Dude, I, I love how like Boba Fett was like the biggest baddest ass motherfucker, and then Disney or George Lucas was like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's make him his dad." And let's also make him a whole bunch of clones. And like way to like sell out like the one of the most popular characters in the franchise by like duplicating them an infinite number of times. Hey, into, merchandising, like, baby. Out, like, <laughs> ugh, you totally like sold him out just, like, just on his popularity. I mean, they just repainted Commander Cody in gray. Do you know how much Hasbro's gonna make off that and how much <laughs> Lucasfilm <laughs> is gonna make off that? Put so, right? a new outfit. Yep. Cash money, baby. <laughs> well Kyle, uh, Kyle do you want to uh, ask we have one more question it's like the super most important big question that we do in any interview here and I'm going to let Kyle ask this question because you are are the guest of the hour okay. and a, a great dog right here who's who's your little buddy here oh this is Duchess Killdozer nice Duchess Killdozer yeah. <laughs> Aww. obviously <laughs> so cute um, so this vicious. is important. You've already had some controversial opinions today, uh, which we're fine with. But so there is uh, at the very beginning of uh, Empire when they're on Hoth, uh, there's the large Imperial walkers that are on four legs. Would you uh, call all terrain armored transport. transport? What would you call that? An AT-AT or an AT-AT? It's an ADAT. It stands for all the train, all the time, baby. Woo! <laughs> ADAT. So, so yeah. why is the ATST not called an ATSTA then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh is bitter because he's the only one that wants it to be an ATAT, but it's an ADAT. Uh, it's an ADAT. Everybody calls them ADATs. Mark, yeah. uh, Mark does not call them that in the audiobooks. So. Well, he can suck True. it. So actually, only don't, place don't where they called an the only place where they called an ad ad is in the Kenner commercial. Yeah, well, you, uh, I live stuck. in Cincinnati, so we're, it's all about Kenner <laughs> around here. That's true. That's Kenner true. Toys, baby. I saw the mural. Yeah, um, Jason, is there anything that you want to plug uh, while we got you on the show? Is there uh, anywhere anything that you want people to check out? Obviously, the game. Yeah, that's, that's about one. it, man. Yeah, pl- plug my game. You know, everything else is plugs its damn self. And where can they find or follow you on the social medias? Uh, creepy underscore Jason on the socials. Sweet. All of them, people. Go pretty follow. Simple. Yeah, yep. pretty simple, straightforward. So That's good branding. Um, dude, yeah, yeah, been, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> straight, simple, it's to the point, like easy to understand for people. So. Yeah, memorable. Um, yeah, memorable. You're going to remember it. Um, yeah. And then go I check out uh, Ink Masters, right? Uh, seasons what 12 and 14 12 and 14 correct yep yep 
Go check see uh, Lauren DJ win. It's really fun. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. that's messed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest, yeah. biggest loser right here. You made it right to you made it to top Dude, three both that's, times. That's impressive. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. How many how many There's, contestants do they start with in each season? Uh, season twelve had sixteen. Season ten or season fourteen had ten to start with. But they and kept then adding they, people. Like, they added like four more because wow, that's f- fantastic. Uh, so it's like 14 in that one. Okay. So, I mean, that's impressive, though, to finish in the top three in both those seasons with that many people on it. That's that's nothing to scoff at, man. That's awesome. Oh, I mean, I'm certainly not scoffing yeah. at it. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, Kyle was. But still, but still screw those other guys, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck. I got my fan theories about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was a setup from the beginning. Yeah. Well, deep- uh, Definitely ahead, with DJ Kyle. for sure. He's he's getting paid off or something at this point. He's it's a it's a clear conspiracy. He's won like three, four, five times, and they keep him I mean, him back. Yeah, that Enough's he's enough. a phenomenal tattooer. So I really can't. He's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations on the top three finishes in both those seasons. Um, uh, and then are you are you going to do it again if they ask you back? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like getting too old for this shit, dude. It's it's very stressful, and it was Riggs and Murtaugh out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I'm like sitting on a fucking toilet with a bomb in it. Is what it feels like the whole time I'm there. Yeah, and it's probably a long, long days of shooting. I would assume, right? Like uh, video, the first time I was there was was like three months, and then the the one I just came off of was two months. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I got COVID while I was there too. Like that, the add of cherry on top of that shit Sunday. Right, that was the worst. Yep, been there, done that. Don't want it again. Yeah, the worst part was the losing the taste and smell. That I, because I love food and not being able to taste. I was like, I had no desire to eat. It was the worst. Yeah, can't relate. Always have a desire to eat. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking about when losing weight when we get off here. It, it was good <laughs> for losing weight, but. I just nothing sounded good. I, like here, do you want this delectable burger from? So- mm, no, nope, I can't even taste it. So damn, didn't do me any good. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go Uh, well, it has been great having you on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank thanks you, for, thank joining you for joining us. Joining yeah. us, um, Kyle. Thank you for setting this up, man. This was awesome. Um, and then, obviously, go out, uh, give Jason a follow on his social medias. Go check out the game, Dystopian Nights. Back the game. Um, yeah, back the game. Uh, back I'm the in. game. Give me your I'm money. Um, it's. Uh, I'm in. I'm gonna try it. Wait, and you said that drops when on Kickstarter? Springtime. It'll be Springtime? sometimes. Probably May is what I'm thinking okay. right now. So I keep pushing it back. It's been pushed back like a year and a half now because I just keep developing it more and more and more. I get better ideas for it. So one day it'll be out. But hopefully, man. All right. And we look forward to it, man. So keep doing the good things. Uh, great having you on, man. We appreciate it. And uh, as always, may the force be with you. Cool. Yeah. Always. May the force be with you guys. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Thanks. Invite me back, yeah. man. Whenever you guys yeah. want some more. So yeah, I got sure. plenty of opinions. We saw that. 